to White Rabbit Podcast with Catalyst Jones, where your reality might be challenged. So leave your feelings at the fucking door, and let's dive down some rabbit holes. And let's dive down some rabbit holes. And let's dive down some rabbit holes. Liberal Advisory. Truthful content. Lizard Illuminati. A new world order. successful we have a real chance at this new world order they sound crazy so who cares who cares but but it could totally 100 percent be true because we know the government's lies about every single thing such a cool ass intro <laughs> And welcome, fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies, to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones. And today I have one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people in the world. Your man, my man, Brandon Thomas from Expanding Reality, is back again to kick you upside the head with his freaking ninja. Oh, man, I, I fucked it up. You didn't the thought ninja. You're all good. I, I I forgot the word thought. I'm like, what is the word before thought? You can think of the word thought. I love the irony in that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't think of the word thought. So my first question for you, bro, is before we get into this conversation, is I just showed you the intro to my intro, and now you love just it. sat through my intro. Do I even need my intro anymore with my intro to the intro? Can yes, I just make it short and sweet? Just fucking and skip I, all the. I love a production. I, I'm into the razzmatazz. A lot of people, you know, we've got an intro for the show. It's something that I change the video intro for the show every year. The first and last clip are always going to be the same. It's something that I hope to invite artists to take over in the future and, you know, kind of make it their own, which would be really cool. But the song is always the same. But it's funny you're even saying intros. Lately, uh, I've just been booked way more than I have time to produce the show the way that I'd like to. And so what I've been doing is just fucking, here's the show, here's the show, here's the show. Like none of it. All the affiliates are linked. Everything's good. And um, it's just one of those things that I'm, I've gotten flexibility with the production standards that I've set. I'm not breaking any promises, but I'm also turning content out quicker, which is something I prefer over you know, like being beholden to this, uh, the announcements and things like that. Like I don't, um, it, it would have been a big deal for the older version of me, but this version of me is like, dude, just put the show out, dude. And the intros though, I dig them and I dig yours. Um, so you're asking me at a weird time is what the thing is. So, I mean, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. And you know what I'm saying? Like I say, just be flexible with it. Have fun. Change the intro every fucking time if you want. Um, yeah. Well, I do try to change it up at least once a year. So it's due for a change anyway. Um, but I really want to keep that girl incorporated with it when she knocks and is, and says, excuse me, has, it, has anybody seen White Rabbit? Like, I really don't want to get rid of that part. 
Yeah, no, they're like themes where you then that's why I said like the first and last clip will always be the same. And the reason for that is my friend Bo uh, created the first intro for the for the show and he used those two clips and they basically were uh, the moon and the uh, thing with the name and then the very the last clip before we jump into what's going on. And so um, I leave those in there as an homage for him as well. And then I made a, another couple of little audio things like songs um, for other parts of the show, like the expansive insider and things like that, but they have the same four notes. So they have the same things. They're just tied in in different ways. So I love shit like that, dude. Like give yourself nice. and your audience, like have some fun with stuff like that. Yeah. Leave some themes, weave some stuff in. I love it. All right, cool. Yeah. And I even played around with some AI, like actually that intro to the intro that that's not a Either one of those is not real people. It's AI shit. So. That's awesome. What a time to be alive. Now, now, also to mention here, I'm not the authority on this. Like you, what you're doing is amazing and you teach me shit. So whatever you're doing is awesome. And just keep, keep following your intuition on it. Well, Paranoid American helps me out a lot when I have questions. Love so. Thomas. Yeah. Love him. Shout out. So, um, all right, man, let's get into you because since we've talked, you went on quite the experience. You and your wife went on, uh, I believe it was Arizona. You went on like a little trip and then you had a spiritual get together, um, like a retreat. I definitely want to hear about that. And you kind of ghost put out a book. You didn't even mention it or say anything to anybody. You just kind of published a book and that's kind of amazing. So why don't we get into, let's start there. Uh, the book. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. So thank you for asking. First of all, so I did. And, and what this is, is it's to show that we actually, it's two announcements. Um, well, several announcements. It's to let everybody know that uh, we have a book. Um, if anybody wants to check this thing out as a handbook for the show, it is the Expanding Reality, Expanded Insight and Episodic Reflection, Volume 1, because we always are um, improving here. And we know that this is not a finite thing, just as the title of the show implies, it is expanding so I don't have any digital graphics to show for you. And so I actually in the future will need that. I'll pull some of these things up anyway. So it's got, um, it's got a really cool little intro here. And the whole point of this is it's a handbook for the show. And this is actually the instruction page that sort of sh shows you how to use it. So this is how to use the thing. And basically you go through as you're listening to the episodes and you can jot down questions unanswered, any topics that you'd like to explore further. There's a spot for an inspired doodle because I love shit like that. There's a show notes section where you just take notes as you go if you prefer that. And there's a sort of takeaway. And so you get to go through each episode. And what that is, is it's a two page spread. And in between every three episodes, there are bonus pages to where we ask you, you know, to elaborate on some stuff that you want to do. Or there's a lot of space to doodle and create. Or there's a what would you ask aliens or you know, uh, your thoughts on psychedelics, all that kind of stuff, a few quotes, <clears throat> excuse me, that feature in the show. And then uh, you get into it. And so I love this damn thing, man. It's a lot of fun. And it was something really that was created uh, to add value to the show, but also to empower other content creators to let them know that they could do the same. And I mean, this is a really cool thing. Um, I love it. It's got several episodes in there and it's episodic, like I said, so you don't have to go episode by episode you can just do it in any order that you want uh the show is that way so and then there's parts in the back for extra notes and further introspection all that kind of stuff so um it's fun man i love this thing and this is like i said just a volume one uh this was published back in december of last year 
but it was very quietly done and it hadn't, you know, it's out, but I haven't, I haven't really talked much about it. What I've been spending more time on is the other reason that we release this thing is to let everybody know that we have a publishing house and the publishing house is called Rediginal Publishing, which is ridiculously original. And our whole motto here is to empower and amplify the voices and visions of ridiculously original authors. And we have several projects. We have quite a few signed authors. And even that, um, I haven't talked about much. We have been just doing it rather than being like, hey, does somebody want to give me attention for this? We've just been doing, dude. And it's all just been out. We're putting shit out. If you want to take a look at it, take a look at it. Um, and it's it's grown organically. There are quite a few have sold. I mean, I know um, Charlie Robinson said, man, I told Greg Carwood about it, and he bought one. So I thought that was really cool. And um, they're, they're just awesome. I, I love it. But again, if you as a content creator want to do something like this, reach out to us through the publishing house for digital publishing, or if you've got a children's book idea, fiction, nonfiction, just anything, low content, uh, journal idea, if you want to slap your logo on something, print a bunch of blank pages and call it a journal, then we can do that. Um, any sort of creative thing that you would like to expand your world in, uh, it's basically just self-publishing, but we uh, is self-publishing with benefits is what we like to call it. And um, it's been awesome. It's been a really, really cool ride. We've got, like I said, uh, some amazing authors and some just incredible stories. And uh, it's just awesome, man. So it's been um, something I didn't know I would enjoy so goddamn much, but I love books anyway. And so it makes sense. And then to be able to work with authors and then create my own and stuff like that. So yes, I'm a published author, as they say, but it's very minimal as far as words. This is more of a co-collaborative creative between you and I. Like you get to go through the show and work within this but it's not a rigid framework can, there's a lot of flexibility i think that is so fucking cool brother because i don't think i've ever seen a book like that before the only thing that i can really uh equivalate it to is back in the day when they had the choose your own adventures book that really yeah, okay. like allowed yeah, those allowed the reader to be a part of the story and with this it it's like the book it it's like this is fucking amazing. Did you come up with this idea yourself? This is groundbreaking. Yeah, it's original, man. Ridiculously original. That's what we do. Uh, I'm a channel for the muse. So what I will say is that um, when I get an idea, I know just to do everything I can to get out of the way of it. Just like tonight, you were uh, in consideration for me for a few minutes uh, behind our scheduled arrangement here. And it's because I'm working on a new project and I was very, very in it. And it was, it was you know, tricky to switch out of that mode and come hang out with you. But I'm grateful. It was a big, perfect time for for the uh, relief of that part of me to come into step part of in, into this part of me. And really, dude, it's I get out of the way of it, man. Uh, yeah, I could call it my idea. Um, no one I hadn't seen it done before. So I was like, let's just do this. You know, I'd, I thought that it'd be a cool way if somebody wanted to do a coaching manual or if you're a Bigfoot guy and you've got a Bigfoot show and you want to make a Bigfoot tracking manual for your audience to like go out in the woods and follow and like note. And maybe they can you can get to a UFO one if you've got a UFO channel put together like an observation manual for people that go out and do those kinds of things like a, a reporting system or something like that and do it in a really fun fucking creative way where you do awesome shit in there. You know, maybe put UFO cases and fun facts in between each, you know, of the little areas for in which you can sort of, a, um, when you go out in the field, you have your field journal, but you're learning something fun about ufology culture, you know, and stuff like that. Like there's so many things to do here and it's just really about, again, empowering folks to look, I made this damn thing on Canva myself. I taught myself how to use Canva. It took a few months because I'm more of a, not a perfectionist, but it's like I have a quality oh, you, thing. You and did the layout and everything. I yourself. did everything, 100% of it, yeah. 
Wow. Uh, the idea, the concept, the layout. I just taught myself Canva. Canva is one of the best expense. Uh, I wouldn't even call it. It's an investment. It's been one of the best investments ever. And so every single thing you see in here. Yeah, I made this shit. And um, then to get it all published and to hold it is really fucking cool. And then to get other people writing in and saying, dude, I'm filling this thing out. And I'm loving it. And yes. it's just badass. Like it's it's cool as shit. But again, it's to empower people and to let you all know I'm just. I'm a, I'm a podcaster from Millsap, Texas. You know what I mean? So if, if I can do this and create something like this, then you absolutely can. We have folks that want to help if that's an option that you'd like to participate in. So hit me up at Publishing at gmail.com because we haven't even fucked around with socials. I've got the socials. which I haven't done anything with them. Um, everything's there. Uh, we just haven't, like I said, moved beyond the just having fun with projects phase. Uh, I had a meeting earlier where we're working with an author that we're bringing uh, her ebook to life into print form, but we're working with illustrators that are bringing it to life in that sense as well. And we have a, another person working with us, Heather Thomas, who's a fucking delight. Anyway, so yeah, it's been an it's been an awesome thing, man. I could talk about it forever, so we need to move on to something else, probably. Well, let's give it one of these. Take it. I love it, brother. That is very cool. So while you were while you were showing me your book, yearbook, that's funny. Your, your book. Your yearbook. Yeah. Depending on where you're from, it sounds like yearbook. Okay. Right. Anyways, that was funny. Roads. Ruids. <laughs> Ruids. Dude, the black sheep pull or Tommy Boy 2, as we say. Not many people would have gotten that. Nice job. Well done. Uh, I had an idea for a book. But then you kind of came up with it or you kind of mentioned it after your book. And it was a day by day, not necessarily a journal, but it but yes, a journal. So at the top, just the top of it, I would give a suggestion of something to do that day. And there would be like multiple free days or whatever, like a free day. And then you write about what your experience was. But I would give a suggestion uh, on something just to get out and explore it could be conspiratorial it could be just to get in touch with whatever nature is around you or something like that right yeah go research the founding of your buildings in your local town square and see if they relate to anything conspiratorial go out into a, a field you know with permission of course and sit out there all night and with a green laser and meditate and contact aliens you know stuff like that like it'd be a cool uh, suggestion because you could do some fun date nights for some folks as well yeah. So anyways, I might put something together like that and then hit you up and see if it's worth publishing or not. Anything you want to do in empowering your voice is worth publishing. And I want to let everybody know that, um, that we, we publish. It's your shit. It's your voice. We are empowering and amplifying the voices and visions of ridiculously original authors. And that sounds like a ridiculously original thing. And so, of course, we're involved, too. And if any way we can be of service, just let me know. Heck yeah. I love it. We'll so, take a meeting, as they say. A lot of interesting things have recently happened. And even though I think that it was a major psyop, I want to get your take on it because you, of all of the people in the world of conspiracy that I just love and adore, happen to be one of the only ones that are on this UFO thing. Um, a lot of us think that there are UFOs, but we just believe that they come from outer land or from the ocean. But I'm curious what you were thinking, uh, all this disclosure that's happening. And then now all of a sudden we have this hearing with a so-called whistleblower 
who really wouldn't answer anything. And if you're a whistleblower, you're out there, you don't care if you get fired, you don't care if your head gets chopped off at the stake, uh, and you answer everything. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are, and I have a follow-up. Great question, first of all. Um, We are living in a fascinating time, like just a super interesting time to where – the government, your government, um, who's known about this for well over 80 years now and who's been actively lying and killing people like Donald Kehoe and all kinds of folks have been dying, allegedly, uh, as the stories go. You know how this goes. Shootouts with people like uh, William Cooper and his front lawn, stuff like this over, you know, essentially that. Then I'm thinking of like the strangulation, which is what it was, of Phil Schneider uh, talking about the Battle of Dulce, the underground bases and stuff. So which part of it now are they okay with? You know, why is it now okay that we're not killing people over the information and now it's okay that this dude gets to sit up there and say some things um, and then also then say, oh, but I can't talk about more because it's secret. So what this is essentially, and if everybody would just step back for a second from the excitement, and yes, it is fun, but just for some clarity and just, I guess, a little bit of context, it is the government that's been lying to you about it the entire time <clears throat> that we've been saying, get fucked, the, lie- the government's lying to you. And then now they're coming out and telling you a select bit of things, even though they're blue balling you like crazy and saying, uh, this is this thing, which is in all kinds of CIA requests. If you want to look it up, it's already these things have already been revealed in FOIA research um, requests and things like that. It's just they haven't been announced publicly. And so now that people are finding this out, air quotes, for the first time, it just seems interesting that the, number one, the timing and number two, the people in the uh, UFO community, let's say uh, the ufologists, um, which I don't really necessarily consider myself one of. I'm just an uh, I'm just a critical thinker, you know, and I enjoy taking a walk down the rabbit holes. And so here we find ourselves down the rabbit hole of this. And with the you know disclosure thing, I'll I'll come back to in a second. But just the the whole idea that folks like me who have felt that there's something bigger going on, but have looked. I I haven't looked to the government for answers for a very fucking long time. So I don't empathize with people who get excited when folks stand up at podiums and tell them things. I I don't get excited about that because I've seen a lot of footage of that happening in a lot of other different scenarios. And it sounds the same to me, no matter what they're talking about. I see Hitler. I see Stalin. I see like you, you see these crazy psyop sort of presentations with the flags, with the just all sorts of shit. And the pageantry makes me feel, number one, the way it's being couched under the military. Okay, keep that in mind. That's a big part of this, is that this whole disclosure thing is coming out under the guise of, oh, it's military um, informed, it's military controlled. They're now talking. The biggest thing I took away from that hearing yesterday was the fact that this dude was you know, answering the question in the positive that he could see them being a threat to national security. Now, what that means for anybody really listening and paying attention uh, to the person standing at the podiums that are, that are talking it, it really means that there's going to be an attempt to fool you, to bamboozle you into giving some more of your rights away, into giving some more of your freedoms up. And the way that that'll happen is under this now new information that's brand new to everybody, right? Uh, the military now thinks it's important for us to know that they feel that it's going to be a, an issue. It could probably be an issue. And so now we're looking at this as a, well, then what are we going to do about that? Well, if it's a impossible enemy as the you know it's the new it's uh i'm gonna get back to von braun uh it's it's like the new thing you know i mean we had terrorism we have all these little things that they're like ah ah like uh sam says we're on terror war on on terror 
Yeah. Uh, COVID. There you go. Yeah, just the list goes on. Invisible enemy. Yeah, and Warner von Braun, of course, the um, Nazi who they brought over to be the founder of one of the founders of NASA. Uh, that dude was stating uh, that there was going to be some massive, massive changes. And on his deathbed, he told um, his secretary. I misremember the woman's name now. It'll come back to me later and I'll just scream it out. Anyway, he told her of the psyops that were coming. Now take this for what you will. A Nazi revealing, you know, does he just some sort of have some sort of, you know, heart at the end of his days, which is what maybe some people would want you to believe when you hear stories like this. So again, take them with uh, grains of salt here sprinkled on top. But he said, I know what you're about to say. And I kind of hold, I think it holds some water. It seems to have been played out, but there are also higher and bigger reasons for that, that we are puppeting what's going on based on information that we feel is coming. And so we inevitably create it. You know, these um, uh, predictive programming type of things where they can put something in the media and then later you'll see it in real life. And that's because the zeitgeist, the mind of the people that saw it created as as an inevitability in their reality but we don't go have ahead, to do that go ahead and say what uh what he told her the last thing was gonna be before yeah. the takeover and then i'm gonna give you my take on this okay so he did walk through a few different scenarios one of them being terrorists which we can check off the list the other was an an asteroid threat right that that was a big thing and but that was in between the final card as he called it which would be the alien card and now von braun this Nazi scientist guys talking about that the alien card as a psyop, specifically speaking about psychological operations on the people, that it's not going to be true. Everybody's going to fall for it, and it's going to be the biggest fucking deal ever. And that's going to be like their final card. And so, you know, knowing that, I sort of approach this as uh, the Klaus Anal Schwab's Great Reset kind of a thing. It's not an inevitability. It's an option of experience that we don't have to choose, but we can get into that. What was your, What's your take on it? Well, my take on it is, what do you know about Project Bluebeam? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Sergei Manasseh in the 90s. Really talking about, that's what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. And and so, to and my listeners know all about Project Bluebeam. If they don't, then they need to go listen to the really two in-depth episodes that I did where we talked about the beginning of- Did you read his manifesto? We went from the very beginning of the inception of holograms up until- where we are right now yeah the 70s and, and the sky to skull shit and they're talking about sky to skull shit now openly so here's what i'm thinking maybe donald trump really is a threat who knows i i tend to think that anybody on the world stage like that is on the world stage because they're supposed to be on the world stage i agree with that and but it could be that maybe he is uh, the visual optical threat and in order for them to stop this threat, they're fast forwarding everything and just implementing shit as fast as they can. And with all the disclosure of the aliens and the news and everything like that, I really think it's a distraction from yeah. uh, a lot of things, a yeah. lot of things, you know, like the submarine was a distraction from a lot of things. The uh, all of this stuff that's going on is such a huge distraction. Um, we had the uh, alien hearings yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, what else happened yesterday? Hunter Biden hearings. So it's just uh, it's, it's, which part of the lie do you want to pay attention to? Which exactly. part do you want to tune I, into? 
So then the so, question is, is why if the media is lying to you constantly, do we even pay attention to it at all? Even knowing then, it's lying to us. And then I think they censor Republicans to give them that feeling and, and MAGA people to give them that feeling that, oh my God, they're censoring me. So I must be saying something that they don't want to get out. But really all that's doing is making more, more and more people pay attention to them. Right. So it's dividing perfectly. It's like the perfect fucking plan. It's genius to divide everyone because they're the people on one side think that they're completely correct um, because of their beliefs and their feelings and the way that they were brought up through propaganda and everything. And they truly feel that they are on the right side. And then you have people on the right side, the right wing of the bird far, not even far right people, just conservatives beyond that feel like they're truly, truly in the right. And they have it to, they have this to back up the fact that, yeah, the elections were stolen from them. They really were. And uh, they are being censored. They definitely are being censored and shadow banned. But is that on purpose to for optics, you know, to suck them in, to feel like they're really in this fight? And I felt like I was in that fight for like two and a half years, you know, and even – even still, I keep my finger on the pulse. I'll listen to some political shows here and there just to see what the fuck is going on, you know, because when I do do my shows, do do, when I do do my shows, I need to be able to, <laughs> I need to be able to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But at the same time, I just think it's all fucking theater. And yeah. I think that this whole alien disclosure is part of the theater to usher in project Bluebeam because the people that are elite uh quote unquote elite the parasitic elites i really feel like the ones that are in charge right now they don't want to wait anymore because we live in a we live in a society in an era in a time of instant gratification and these parasitic elites have been waiting generation and generation to fulfill this plan and Right now, they're at the brink of doing it. So, fuck it. Let's just bring in the fucking aliens. Yeah. Let's fucking roll it all out. I do I do agree with you that it is a beautiful plan. And where I'm at with it and what I see is, is that, yes, I uh, is absolutely all theater. But it is not a theater that you have to attend. You know, movies and stuff like that are only movies uh, if it gets your attention. It only exists if you're looking at it. If a tree falls in the woods... Does it make a sound? They sounded absolutely not. It doesn't exist if you're not there. And that is the truth of your reality. And the beauty of this as well is you can see this in politics also. You can see it as a psyop. You can see it and you don't have to take it on. You know, Charlie Robinson uh, years ago gifted me with the term conspiracy analyst, which I really enjoy. I'll look at him, but I'm not going to take him on. And I'm definitely not going to watch the news to find out what's going on. I'm not going to... Even even to dip my toe, I, I thought about that too because I did that. I, I got to stay current for my audience, but I've never identified with that need, and so it didn't it didn't hit me as um, good for my health to sacrifice to put news out um, that was doctored news anyway. So for me, just to report on it's it reporting on politics in my mind is like having a like Dungeons and Dragons show or a show where you talk about 
uh, My Little Ponies. And like the whole thing is like where you're breaking down the the plot lines between My Little Ponies and you're sitting there going, yeah, but can you believe what fucking Sunburst did to Starfire? Like what the fuck is going on with that shit? <laughs> and then you get Team Sunburst and Team Starfire and then you don't finish the episode where they make up and then it's all part of the same thing and and you get stuck in these camps, you know, maybe perhaps it's just how I look at it, to be honest. Oh, so- I get that. I get that. Because I remember um, maybe 10 years ago or maybe it was longer than that, all the girls were on Facebook and they were either camp. Uh, I can't remember the names. Uh, camp the, Ed, Camp the Edward. Vampire thing. Yeah, the yeah. vampire thing. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Like one was a vampire, one was a uh, werewolf. Right, right, right. Twilight. In, yes. Yeah, it was Twilight. Yes, it was. But it was Camp Edward and Camp... Fuck, I can't remember the other one. But he, it was like one or the other, right? And yeah. and I didn't watch them. I didn't watch the movies. So right. I, Same. I wouldn't date anybody at the time either. I was going to say that. I didn't have to... It didn't exist in my world. It this just is a didn't beautiful, exist. This is a beautiful metaphor, brother. A beautiful metaphor. And the same is true, by the way, for the biggest things in reality that they tell you to pay attention to the biggest things, you disoblige that shit. They do not fucking matter. They die as soon as you take your attention off of it, which in my mind is why all the ramp up has been occurring and all like the, oh, things are getting crazier. It's, it's an illumination. It's not an illuminating things in the dark. I mean, it just shows you that you had a bunch of shit. Like let's say that you have an attic where the light bulb was off the entire time you lived in your house. And so you just never went up there. And for some reason, there were a bunch of parasites and squatters and fucked up shit going on up there. And it was allowed to continue. And now it's impacting your home. And before it didn't, because you just ignored the thumps and you just said, ah, it's nothing and just go to sleep and whatever. So there were minor inconveniences, but now it's coming downstairs, you know, and doing all the things. So the second that you decide that that's no longer okay for you, you go up there, you change the light bulb, you turn it on, and then holy shit, the rats are running around. You see a bunch of things. You find a fucking letter jacket that you didn't know you had you thought your mom threw away so there are things in there that are gifts but also it illuminates all the shadows so all the shadows are scattering and if you look at our physical sun our actual physical sun is getting wider more intense brighter time is speeding up like a motherfucker the quickening i don't know if you've noticed it but your thoughts are creating reality very very quickly now at a very noticeable pace and you will only see this intensify and you will only see fear intensify where you would like to water that seed. And you've planted seeds. You just stop watering the ones you don't want. So if you don't want fear in your life, stop watering that. Stop watering why that part think, of the ganyan. Why do you think everything is intensifying? It's due to this awakening, this great, whatever it's called. It is a cyclical thing or it is a timed thing, but it is absolutely happening now, whatever it is. And to what you're saying, like, go ahead and roll the aliens out. We're fucking losing, whatever. This is back to a whistleblower that was on Project Camelot back in the early 2000s. I've shared the video a bunch. Every time it comes up, I share it. I forget the guy's name. I'm not accessing the guy's name right now. And what he talks about is this chess game being played. And it's been being, it has been being played. Is that correct? Is that the right way to say that? It's been being, anyway, they've been playing the motherfucker for a long time, okay? (laughs) That is the right way to say it. Okay, thank you. (laughs) That's the right way to say it. I published books. And I hope that you're going into entities like uh, demons and entities that have been here long before human. I really hope that this is where you're going with this. Well, tell me what your thoughts are on that, and then I'll continue with mine. Go ahead. I I want to know where you are with it. Well, to get back to the politics and everything, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that the demons, the only way that they can work in this realm is 
is through people that they're able to inhabit. And so when I talk about like possession, I don't mean like the exorcist where you're just like throwing up and fucking yourself with a crucifix and shit like that. <laughs> That's just, right? it's called a Tuesday around here. Yeah. I mean, it happens gradually and you don't even realize that it's happening. And then you are no longer yourself. You're doing things where you wake up in the morning and you're like, I can't believe I did that. Why did I do that? What the fuck was I thinking? Right. I believe that is possession. And I believe that they possess these certain people that want, uh, that want this power, that want this feeling of control and egotistical motherfuckers like we see in politicians as perfect hosts for what they want to do. So even though I think that it is all theater, I also think that it is very real and plays a role in our day-to-day lives because I cannot go and watch Twilight all I want, but at the same time, I can't open up my social media and not see these motherfuckers on team fucking Edward or team David or whatever the fuck it was. But you don't have to get on either team and you don't have to invest energy into the fact that somebody else is on a team. But my point is this. At some point, they're going to show up at people's doorsteps and uh-huh. and and make and you're going to have to make a decision. At some point they're going to make it so where you can't buy travel or do anything unless you are part of their system. So I do feel that they work through people, but everything is a theater. Everything we see is a psyop. I don't even watch science fiction movies anymore as science fiction movies. I watch them as documentaries and fortune telling movies. You know, everything is that in your experience because anything that goes on in here, you will goddamn sure manifest in your reality, whether you see it that way or not. And so as you're saying this, as you state all of these things, I don't, I I feel, I am, you're declaring them. And so therefore, absolutely you experience them. There's no shock in my system that you definitely experience the world that you're talking about. I don't. I don't at all. It is, it's Team Edward for me and I have no fucking clue what the kids are talking about these days. I don't even know what songs are popular. <laughs> And I'm having a, the best life I've ever had in my life. And gotcha. so it's interesting that when you can, and I'm, and not to be like, a, oh, I can look what I did. It, it's a, it's a, look, true leaders don't say like, follow me. They say, I'll go first. And I'm a leader here. I'm a leader here in giving people back to themselves. And the way that I give people back to themselves is I go first and I go, hey guys, this is what I'm fucking doing. When they ask, I'm not out there going, hey, look what I'm doing, guys. Cause that's different. That's a different fucking energy. And I don't exist in that. The, the where I'm at now is, is that I definitely see it all as a huge fucking play. But from this point to where I don't see a bad guy. So the, the concept of evil in our reality has been overplayed and over dramatized just as threat has over danger. Uh, the, the two are very, very similar in my mind. And so whenever you look at like, let's just say threat, for instance. So threats uh, are not dan- uh, dangers per se. They're dangers that escalated now. Not everything is a threat around you. They present things to you. The media will, your every, all the things that you're planning on and hoping will um, get you through this uh, are presenting things as threats constantly, but they're not true. It's your job to take them on, embody them, and hang on to them and write them down in your book, in your mind, and say, yep, 
that that's true. That is a fucking threat. I'm I'm gonna walk around with. I'm gonna be scared. I'm gonna prep. I'm gonna grow all this. I'm gonna know that when that government comes and knocks on my door, I'm gonna greet them with this and this and this. And I've got it all figured out. When the Ruskies start parachuting over my land, I've got this. We'll go Wolverines, right? That will be the script that you experience. I will not. And no matter what is happening, if those motherfuckers are parachuting all around me, that's fine. My my internet's gonna be fine. My water's gonna stay on. My power's gonna stay on. And for some reason. That's just the way shit will go because that's what I expect. Now, if this sounds crazy and this sounds like whatever and that, oh, I'm going to be the first to go, uh, then that is your experience of this. And if this triggers anyone, then that's where the true gift lies. Because in this, this is where we can delineate between evil and and, um, like a villain and an adversary. And the two are very, very, very fucking different, just as different as threats and danger are. Adversaries are something that challenge you. They're something that allow you to grow. They're like, uh, they're like the penguin in Batman. Okay, nobody was killing anyone. That was the rule: no killing, right? But the thing was, is that he challenged Batman to grow and to be better and to think. Even though he had his own agenda, there was no real danger. Air quotes in the experience in the exchange. I view this bitch as a scaled up 3D model of the Batman Penguin experience. It's no one's gonna die in the motherfucker. This is not a Government's not going to show up at your door. They're not going to hold you down and throw a needle in your arm. No one does these things. You choose these things. And that is a very important concept that I, it took me a minute to get around. But when I did, I see it in my reality and I can't unexperience the things that I know. And this is where I'm at with it. And it has been one of the most incredible ways to see, because again, I don't see evil out there. I see an adversary, meaning that those that need to be challenged in that way will call forth that challenge and stand ready for it because they're ready to have that experience. They don't knock on my door because I've checked that experience off the list as far as need to do. There are training wheel times. When you go through like the government's fucked off and they're lying to you, okay, that's a training wheel experience. Now you can sit there and you can ride that bike knowing decades after how to ride a bike without training wheels and sit there and the government's fucking me over and never start your own garden and never learn how to process your own water. Like there are all these things where we bitch about the system or some folks will bitch about the system but not take it upon themselves to empower themselves to literally tend their own garden. And so that which you bitch about, you won't abstain from. But the whole thing is, is yes, maybe there will come a time to where there's like, a okay, if you want to participate in voting, you need to be chipped and you need to be all that. Well, I've never voted in my life. So that, again, is not in my reality. It's not something I will encounter. It's being drugged into a city or on some train car or something like this. It's not my experience. And I would invite everyone to entertain, even just for a moment of a break of this place, because it is a heavy game, just to remember that it's a game and that no one's going to come after you and that this place is more like a haunted house, but it's a haunted house of your creation. And so if you'd like to do something else, just do something else and watch how it changes. Now, there's an echo time because it's how this place works, but... This time, the echo is so much shorter. And I could say this to somebody who's been doing this for a very long time, that that echo period is so much quicker. So when you decide to change the way that you think, which is all this is, that's all this is. It's a perception swap. It's I'm going to just undo the old me. I need you to clarify something because people listening to you might be like, oh, well, fuck this guy. Like he, he thinks he has it all figured out because, you know, he has a good life. He's always had a good life fucking uh, everything's always been perfect for him but always you know you went through a moment of your life where your life may have been in danger 
and that is due to self-affliction. And, you know, I think that everybody can relate to that. So we all find ourselves in dark places. I do all the time, but I also have to remind myself that I chose to come here and I chose what is my reality. I chose what this is that I wanted to come and experience. So if I was to opt out, that would be very fucking stupid of me. Um, I'm not, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be your experience. It would be, and it would be, I mean, it, because then it would facilitate the experiences of others, but it, there is a multidimensional thing. So there's a infinite number of dimensions where you never did that and are still continuing on. So maybe just shift over to that one and it's worse. You know, maybe this is something that happens constantly. Maybe there is sort of an apprehension of vessel here, but you have the power over that. You can either hand it over to whatever demon wants to inhabit your vessel and run around by keeping yourself in this low state, listening to all the dumb shit, drinking whatever the fuck you want, you know, doing doing things that aren't mindful to your spirit. And you know that. And you know what these things are because they call to you. You make considerations and all of those things, but they call to you. And so you feel that uh, you know, maybe if you could just break free from this, like I said, for just a minute. And so like a immediate detox, uh, just do a day. You know, if you can give yourself 24 hours of just not fucking looking at media for a day, read a book instead. There's so many other options and reach out for me if you, I do some coaching. So reach out for me if you would like some other options as far as um, consuming media or passing your time or if that's how you want to look at it in that way. Uh, there are many other things that you can do, especially starting your day that way. At least for the first hour of my day, sometimes five or six hours of my day, I don't even look at my phone, dude. I am doing mindfulness stuff. I'm outside. I'm, um, I'm very much in where I'm at in the moment and not uh, glued to a TV that's got a ticker on it that just wants to make sure that I'm watching it and getting all the Bernays programming that I can get um, before I head off to this shit you know, thing or whatever in this existence. It, it's just, it's not for me anymore. And so... If you want to say that I've got it figured out, what I have absolutely gotten figured out is my relationship with me. And that is the only thing you could ever hope to figure out here. That is the only place where truth lies. And even there, you'll find that it's only temporary truth and that you grow and expand even beyond that. And that is, that's it. That's the, honestly, that's the only thing I feel like I'm even considered, uh, even considering being an expert in is myself. And that's it. That's, that's it. Just get to know you. So what did you, what did you go through when you were like, I don't necessarily need to know what your uh, rock bottom was, but like, what was the catalyst where you were like, fuck this, I got this. There's been too many to count. I've had seven this week. I mean, you know, the rock oh, bottoms really? uh, abound. Yeah. I mean, it's a ride, you know, it's a flow. So I've had an interesting childhood growing up, abuse in the home, all kinds of uh, many flavors of that, uh, all kinds of things, um, you know, in survival mode for well over 20 years, uh, just moved out, uh, you know, on foot from my house at two days after graduation with two bags and my guitar and just walked out. So if you want to like stack things, I came up here to take care of my grandmother when she got Alzheimer's, she needed to get power of attorney at the age of 25 after canceling my second tour of China, like all of the, like I've got stories, man, you know, if you want to like measure dicks on like life experience and how much shit sucks, I've, I've got you in girth and length, dude. It's, but it's not something that identifies me anymore. It's something that youth that got me to the understandings I'm at now in the present moment, which is all there is really. 
And this is right. honestly what this whole fucking thing's about is this present moment idea. Right, because 10 seconds ago doesn't exist, neither does 10 seconds from now. We can bring it up and we can bring it to our moment of now, but we bring it with new awareness. So like, let's say if I mispronounce something, I can grab that from back there, pronounce it, and then send it back. And now it's as if it was never pronounced because now we have the awareness of it, not the memory of the mispronunciation. So literally you change the past, you create the past and the future from your moment of now. And this is the trippiest fucking thing you'll ever wrap your mind around, but it's the simplest. Uh, it's not easy. I, I won't say it's easy, but it is because, simple. Because there is some truth in word magic, right? Oh God, dude, all the magic. Yeah, it's it's all magic. So as you're speaking here, again, when you are speaking, you're saying I this and I always and anything. This is These are little red flags that go off in my mind that these NLP things that I've just become aware of and and it's and i'm a big fan of that i had laurel erica on the show you say word magic she was amazing man um a doll and we're actually publishing something with her through the through the publishing house yes. so present moment is what this is all about i had a month ago over a month ago actually um and it i had four major bombs fall in my lap and you know bombs occur right it's life and this is you know uh what happens but I don't look at it the same because this one did it. This one got my attention in the way that it needed to, to where I can bring you this now to where everybody can just be like, oh, we could circumvent about 20 something plus years of understanding and just do this now and just catch this in the moment because this is all there is. Present moment. I'm going to drop a queef just so we have it. There you go. And that's a wet queef for us just so we can pattern interrupt, okay? And then switch because I know you can kind of get lost in words. Okay. What I realized was is that there were there was something that dropped in my in my reality that I was like, oh fuck this, 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 whatever. And but it led to a series of four triggering events. And they were all over a four-day span. So even when I was like, oh, I got to the third one, right? And I was like, well, oh, okay, well, at least it only happens in threes. And then the fourth one occurred. And I was like, get absolutely fucked. And so I'm walking around out here. This is a month ago, guys. I'm walking around, I'm throwing a tantrum, I'm upset. You know, I'm not happy. I'm very uh in it i feel you know i mean this is this is part of this it's not there's no um just impervience here it's just the way that this place is so i am feeling the fuck out of this dude and one of the things that i that i really came to because it was a series of things so i'll sum it up where i'm at with this now is what i realized is that anything that shocks you off of and can take you out of your present moment robs you of your power anything that you offer your attention to outside of your present moment robs you of your power this place is a currency of attention and it's a currency of focus because you create your reality based on it. So if you're destabilized by offering a bunch of your power of creation over to being glued to a phone and watching that thing tick by and making sure that you're informed and making sure you can comment and making sure you can keep up with whatever the fuck's going on and share, share, share. Like if you're doing that, then that's where your power is going. And it's not going to you taking your child out to go fishing or go see a waterfall or go on a road trip or anything, uh, make a new meal that you've never uh, made as a family and you do this, right? So all of these things in your present moment rob you of all of that energy and all of that power. Now, I had heard for years this idea, Abraham Hicks, uh, you're always manifesting from your moment of now. Um, you've got Bashar saying things like, uh, in every moment, if we were you, if we were you in your shoes, as he's channeling, uh, we would only do what is in our highest joy in every moment. What's your next highest joy? Your next highest joy. Now, if you live like that, what that does is it amplifies your energy and focus. And that's the whole thing. When you really look at this place, play or not, 
it is a louche farm. It is out for your attention. It wants your attention. If you're not going to create with this sweet, sweet power that you have, it will absolutely create the world it wants for you using your power. This is what predictive programming and all that's all about. It's to get you rattled so that you offer your power over to the opportunity that they're giving you. So every time that you say, fuck Klaus Channel Schwab and fuck the Great Reset, it gets a little more power. And he gets like one more pube plucked out with a uh, eye plucker because that's what he loves. You know, he's into that. So, um, you know, every time you do that, he gets something that he loves. So think about that is that you're offering your attention. The ba- uh, there's a great metaphor of a grandfather and a grandson sitting there and two wolves come up, one named fear, one named love. And the grandson asks which one grows and the grandfather, of course, answers whichever one you feed. If you look at all of this shit, it's all got to do with your power, your attention, right? So what I realized in my little mini meltdown there that was so beautiful and absolutely perfect, I'm grateful for it, (laughs) is I realized a multitude of things. And this was a, that I was offering my power in many directions. And and I was not even only uh, able to get the the awareness that I was offering my power over, but I knew exactly where it was going and how to map it. So what I did in mom- in, the, in these moments, in that, in that time was I was pissed off. And so I, I grabbed a piece of my power. Let's say I had my power in each hand and I have 100% of my power, right? And what I will do is I would take half of it and I would throw it back to the past version of me that made those fucking decisions that got us here in the first place. And I'm pissed off at the dude that ran through this brain and thought that that was a good idea or thought that it'd be different this time, right? All of the things. And all of this is in the process of trusting new process. I'm in full fucking surrender right now because of this, but that's a process. And through that come triggers. And these triggers came in the form of not trusting the process. You know how you get over that? You relax and you trust the process. It is the most unintrinsic thing for you to do, but it's the answer. I'm getting chills talking about this. This is the answer. What I again realized was is that I was taking the other half of my power while it was back here yelling at this guy and that power still over there. I was then taking the remainder of it and I was flinging it to all these fearful futures that I could see turning out as oh, what's going to happen. I do that all the time. I do that every day. We're going to change the statement. You don't do that. You used to access that, but you no longer do. We're going to, I got you. I love you. So it, I was flinging my, the rest of my power off to these far flung fearful futures. So that five times fast. Uh, and it, it was allowing me then to be scared. And then not only that, if you look at yourself from a quantum physics level, you're actually splitting yourself off with each of those and experiencing them. So you are walking a part of yourself to the gallows of every fucked up thing you've ever thought. Watching your mind takes on a different tone now so whenever you look at this present moment is where all your fucking power is and if you can take a deep breath and come back now there's tricks to this okay dr joe dispenza same thing i was reading his book uh at the time of this uh occurrence and i was just like what the fuck but in there there were two huge keys that i got one was to come back to the present moment now he didn't describe it why i how i did and why i did what i got from it is how to come back to present moment say the word change and that was right from the context of it. Now, if you say the word change, what this does is that it brings you right back, okay? There are uh, shamanic techniques of wrapping of the uh, skull. I do that as well. That's a shamanic thing. If you're getting too fucking tripped out in your trip, it's kind of put you back in your body. You wrap knuckles on the top of the head. This is a Don Juan, Carlos Castaneda technique. You know, shamans do this. Anyway, there are many ways that you get yourself back in the body. Change. Just say the word change in your mind. Like none of this needs to be done in the open where anyone could fucking see it, by the way. This is not a commitment of you growing your armpit hair out 
and running around um, and Donald ducking with your uh, shirt cocking it to work just on a, like, what do they call those vulnerability exercise? This is nothing like that. You do all of this right here with you. Do you have a Donald Duck sound that you're queuing up right now? I mean, how do you even respond to something like that? <laughs> all right. So uh, thank you uh, on the fly. Thank you. So what's interesting about this though, is, is that whenever you find yourself regained in that present moment, that's where you don't feel like you're in a foxhole and you can't see all the things that you clearly fucking know. Like, you know the answers, you know this, you know that the this too shall pass, you know all of the things. But in that moment, the reason, and this is like, uh, I just fucking love this about this place. The reason you can't is because you're not in your power. You're offering it over here and bitching at somebody that's a version of you that was doing the best it could with the information it had at the time, by the way. So go easy on yourself in all amounts because this also comes back to self-love. It's a huge one. And then also you're casting different versions of you out. You're saying, okay, this fucked up thing's going to happen. Like you split yourself off and you talk to yourself. You say, all right, this fucked up thing's going to happen. And it's going to be awful. Go. And they have to experience that at a level, at a universe, if you really want to take it that far. And then you do it how many ever other times that you do it. And so really this understanding, man, when I got to this, I was just like, got it. So don't fling my power around. It's like... um. I don't, it's just flinging it around. Like, just don't ooze it everywhere. Like, just really be mindful, you know? And, and I'm not telling anyone what to do here, by the way. I would never fucking do that. Y'all do whatever the fuck you want. I'm in my world. And this whole idea of like that, right, oh, no, right. it's, you're done. But uh, you're I'm, sharing your experience. And, yeah. and it's, very, it's, it's, it's very humbling. And it, it's just fucking dope to know that you yourself, because I go to you when I'm at like my lowest. I'm like, let me listen to one of Brandon Thomas's fucking podcasts because he always pulls me out of my slump and to know that even you have some low points. So like, oh, Bubba. Oh. so what, you know, like what are some of the things, like what are some of the practices that you do to recognize even yeah. when you're even slipping into one of these thought ninja all the way, because sometimes thought ninja all the way. Okay. All yeah. Because way. sometimes they'll creep up on you and, and before you know it, you're fully into it and you were like, Oh, Whoa, I didn't even see this happening. My thought ninja is on point. Um, he knows the standards I've, we have calibrated that sort of like a thought GPT. Oh, I just thought of that. Okay. A thought GPT instead of a whatever, uh, AI version of it, but it's you. And so what you get to do is you get to program it. Now, if something slips through, you have that conversation with your thought ninja, bro. And he goes, hi, that's all he ever says to me, but I know what he means. It's like Groot. You know what I mean? I know what he means every time. And so he, uh, I'll go, hi. And, and I'll be like, bro, you know, that one slipped through. I'd really like for you to be more mindful on that. We're setting a vibrational threshold here where the, uh, you know, occupancy up there is under new management, remember? And he's like, hi. And he just happened to let something through that didn't he didn't feel was in the category, but brought it to his attention. And the entire conversation between Thought Ninja and I were us together, Thought Ninja and I both, undoing those neurons that connected it and saying, hey, like this slipped in. It's no big deal, bro. I'm not pissed at you. Like there's no anger here. I love you because you're a fucking ally here. But this and hands on show and this is unplug it right in front of him. Hey, this is not cool, dude. And then you know how many times I get those? Very rarely. And when they do come, you know what they come as? meek little bitches and they go hey uh we're a thought you used to think um are you okay with and i just kind of give thought ninja a thought glance and he hey and it's gone most of the time it's just a wave off dude it's not even a fucking thing i experience it's so changed it's so different so for the new listeners if you really want an in-depth dive of what the thought ninja is then go back and listen to the last time i had brandon on and that right. episode was actually entitled thought ninja However, Brandon, there's like 
thousands more listeners now than there was the last time you were on. So can you give like a very brief, like just a brief uh, description of what your Thought Ninja is? Yeah. So out of darkness uh, comes gift and congratulations on your escalation. Of course you are because you're crushing it. You're wonderful with your audience. You do a wonderful thing here. You allow your guests to be themselves. So of course you're crushing and accelerating. And I would love to reintroduce that idea to your audience. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. It uh, came out of darkness, like a lot of things. And so this is the other thing to kind of, you know, uh, walk into your darkness with. I walk into dark shit different now. You know, it's just different. I, I know it's coming and I feel it because I request the level up. I do this very intentionally. I go, all right, it's time to level up. And what that means, I know what that means. That means that I'm leveling up because I require it. I demanded it, actually. I'm the CEO of this motherfucker. Not here, here, all of it. And so when I demand to level up, I level up. Now, what that means is, is all the shit comes to the surface that can't go with me. And that's got to be addressed first. And this is where I didn't have a thought ninja. I was just running fucking maverick with my thoughts, not knowing where they were coming from, not knowing what was going on up there. And this is where I had a lot of disharmony in my life, a lot of disharmony in me is because I was letting somebody else run the show. The light bulb was off in the attic. I had no illumination for the things that were going on up there. And so when I decided to take that power back and realize that it was an important thing to me, then what I decided to do was... um, I go through a really, really dark fucking time. And this was last summer. It was almost a year ago. And I was eyeing a pistol in the corner, man. I mean, it was, this is last summer. Show's doing great. No, all metrics of success. Like, there's no reason I should feel a beautiful, gorgeous wife, incredible, everything. Darkest fucking time I've ever experienced in my life. Just could not see light. Uh, Me could not see fucking light. This boundless goddamn optimist, right? So I really find that so hard to believe, but I do believe it. I, you know, it's in here like know that like no one is impervious from this shit no one but you can do it and i i have to walk i get to walk through those things and i'm grateful for the experience to relate i can tell you exactly what i did and it was i was gifted can i ask you one question yeah could could it have been whatever demons that you have un, un unknowingly allowed to enter you knew you were about to get rid of them and that was their last fucking kicking dying and screaming like going out with a fight was there are are a lot of ways to look at this place uh this reality what we experience and that is one way to anthropomorphize it i wouldn't because i don't see myself susceptible to demons meaning i don't feel i need protection meaning i don't see an enemy right i see an adversary and those are great those are welcome challenge me like rise me up like let's do this let's have the dance but it's not to me a scary place in that I feel like I need to be protected from some external force that's coming in and taking over and that I am powerless or would be sent by anything, a creator, a reality, a simulation, anything into this place unprepared to thwart off whatever. And, and especially something unseen. It's not like you're attacked by the invisible man. This is why invisibility cloaks don't exist yet. Or they're not, you know, uh, maybe they do. I haven't seen any, right? But this this idea of like that you're, um, impervious to shit is just ridiculous. Anyway, so uh, what what happened with this was is I realized that the source of this was just in this great epiphany that I had a year later with this about the present moment. It's still, all of that applies, by the way. I wish I would have gotten that present moment thing, but I don't because I know that the road that led me here was necessary for me to get that. So back then, a year, a year ago, um, in that dark ass time, I was just desperate, dude. I was just asking for anything. And, um, a manifestation came out in the form of a guy named Dewey Taylor. Dewey Taylor saved my fucking life with thought ninja. Dewey was able to lift me out of the mud enough to where I wasn't sinking to where it wasn't, I could see a little bit of hope. And he gave me this light that I hadn't seen. It was, I was in the darkest fucking place. I hadn't seen that light in a while. 
And he gave that to me. And when he did, from the darkest fucking spot, I had this epiphany. I was like, oh my God, I, it's thought, it's spirals. It's thought spirals. It's basically, I would equate it to, uh, if you if you've ever heard of the children's book, if you give a mouse a cookie, it was like that, but it was of shit thoughts that led me to suicidal thoughts. And so I realized that if I could just stop those thoughts early, then they wouldn't snowball. Literally, they wouldn't amplify and ec- and um, expand into these huge fucking things that were then. I was like, yeah, I could totally fucking check out of this motherfucker right now. That's fine. And and so that's what that's what I left and left behind was this idea that I wasn't in control. And through that, I was gifted the Thought Ninja because I realized that it's your thoughts, dude. And so, again, to answer your question, I didn't look at this as an adversary, like a devil or something like this, uh, because I don't, I wouldn't communicate with it in that way. But if you do feel that that's what's occurring, um, then there are ways you can do this because the Thought Ninja is flexible, right? It's just an, an example of a tulpa, just like my book here. It's not, don't do this, do something like this, you know, or do something that's to the effect of, you know what I mean? We'll inspire you to, to have your own. You have your Mortal Kombat uh, dude that you have. Uh, my wife has a fleet of fairies. And these fairies, like the one on my shirt here, um, forgotten you, shout out, by the way, love this guy. Um, they uh, have little knives and sharp teeth and shit like that. So they go, and anything that invades her mind, fucked up, dude, fucked up by these swarm of fairies, right? So whatever you need to really embody, to say that there is an ally here working with you, that's job it is to make sure that you're the tits, to make sure that you're happy, to make sure that you're on point with whatever you want to be. Now, you're doing this all the time. I, for me, I needed a frame of reference. I just felt like I needed a buddy, you know, and I'm really into comics and shit like that. So I was like, a ninja's cool. And he whips out with his katana and I set a vibrational threshold for my thoughts. And I said, basically like, hey, this place is under new management. I have a bouncer for my thoughts now. Any thoughts that come in, Um, You will be turned away with love and grace if they do not come at the right energy. And when they come at the right energy, we welcomed with abundant and there's champagne, you know, everything's VIP here. So that was the, uh, I set a standard. I set a boundary for myself. And this was the beginning of me getting to know myself, which makes me so confident in the fact that you can just fucking unsubscribe from the U.S. uh, corporation here and just tell them to fuck off and like, just don't, don't put any energy into it. And then, so going, uh, I'm going to wrap up a couple of things with this one thing. Earlier, I was talking about a Project Camelot guy that was on many, many years ago talking about a scenario of a chess game. In that chess game, he said that we're watching it now, but it's been going on for a long time. There are 12 moves away, but both parties know the game is over. Both are expert chess players, right? Now, the losing team, the lizard turds in this example, in our actual reality, have lost. They know this. They are 12 yes. moves away. But they're going to move things to prolong the game. Okay, and to get those 12 moves done and to get it all out, I've compared it to a dragon falling off a cliff and he's throwing spikes at you as you as he's falling. They don't have any fucking effect. The thing is dead. You don't need to keep breathing life into it for it to keep violently lashing out. Just let the motherfucker die. You know, it's gone. So with all of that, it was a an opportunity again for me just to wrap myself up in me. And when I did this, that's when I came out of a cocoon, a very different motherfucker that continues to evolve, absolutely has shit days, absolutely has, not days, because I don't let them be for days. I I have challenging experience that I call in on demand, and I know that they're going to be there because I demand level up. And when that occurs, I know that if anything's rolling around that I haven't been mindful of, haven't been anything, thought Ninja maybe let slip by, it's going to come out. And how I handle that or deal with that is the opportunity I need to step into the new thing. 
every time. And so there's always a gift going into the darkness. You always just ask yourself, where's the gift here? And it will present itself. I get it, brother. I did go into a deep hole and I told you what led up to it. I forgot to mention, uh, like the icing on the cake I said was the ice cube thing, but really the icing on the cake was I got a phone call from my sister who I haven't talked to in years because I'm the crazy conspiracy theorist and I've been exiled from the family. And so are you frozen? No, I'm, I'm listening. Oh, and so that was really the icing on the cake. But anyways, um, and then to backtrack again, something that you said, um, invisibility, you haven't seen that they have that yet. Is that something, is something to that effect you said, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a joke. Yeah, we'll check this out. Squares, we can do it halfway decent job with. And then when we get to things like triangles where they have the more acute angles, that's where it sort of bends the light in a problematic way. A lot of other research groups have tried to build three-dimensional structures that can do this sort of light guiding. But working with nanoparticles, we prefer to use self-assembly. And in turn, we prefer to use liquids because as the liquid dries, the particles can come together in a particular way. So by controlling the structure of the particles, we can control how they come together. Go ahead. Now it's important to get the droplet size right since this is sort of a surface area effect. So that's why we're using this atomizer. Of course, it takes a while for the students to get the technique down. Things don't dry evenly. That adds to the distortion of the light. So we just chose to use a simple hair dryer. And it also speeds things up for the demonstration. So what future uses do we envision for this paint? I mean, of course, beyond the general novelty of being able to move about undetected, um, I think there are going to be a lot of applications for this. So, of course, the military is very involved. Invisible buildings and invisible vehicles. We provide new ideas, and it's society that decides, you know, how new technologies will be used. Because, of course, we envision this being used on the skin. Uh, we want everything to be safe. If this stuff gets onto the wrong hands, you know, reverse engineered by people who wish to do harm, I mean, it sounds like a movie or something, but that's the kind of thing I think that keeps me up at night a little bit. What do you think, brother? I think part of the game. I think it sounds fun. I've heard yeah. awesome stories of like CIA ninja, invisible ninjas that creep into people's houses uh, wearing these invisibility suits. And those are fun stories. Yeah, they've had these suits uh, for a while. So the first ones were actually made out of mirrors. And that makes sense, yeah. You just reflect and, what's behind you and little cameras and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they've actually been able to upgrade. So now they have a liquid, which is essentially just a paint. So they could just paint you. Yeah, and, that'd be dope. And you become um, invisible. And it's crazy. Like people can call us conspiracy theorists or whatever, but I just showed you the video of them demonstrating what they're capable of doing. Anything you want in this reality is absolutely experienceable. If you would like to experience the thought that there are invisible people running around you because you watch a video saying that they can have, they have the technology and they can do it, that is an option of experience for you. Um, get a cat, you know, get a dog, because they'll let you know if anybody's in the house invisible or not. Yeah, they will. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard the episode where I was talking about my experience that i had about a year ago uh excuse me i'm burping i had an experience about a year ago where um i i experienced uh sleep paralysis 
and you know, I've in, in doing what I do, I'm well aware of what it is. And so when it happened to me, it, I did, it didn't stop me from freaking out, but I wasn't able to move in my bed, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm awake. I know I'm awake. Yeah, I'm awake. And, and I can feel something. It wasn't on top of me. It was more like on the side of me pressing itself against me. Ugh. And my dog was at the edge of my bed and her hair was standing up and she was growling. Yeah. She'll let you know. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. They will definitely let you know. So we got about 20 minutes left and I really want to hear about the experience that you had when you went on your journey with uh, all these amazing fucking people. And oh, so cool. Yes. I want to hear about it. It was so cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, we're doing um, next, not this August, but next 2024. We're already going back for the second one is contact at the Canyon. And that's in Utah, Duck Creek, Utah from the first through the fifth is going to be the next time. And I want to say that they're saying that kids go free this time. So if that's something you're interested in, reach out to Grimerica. They're everywhere. You can't throw a rock without hitting them. We love those motherfuckers. Uh, so Grimerica will be able to uh, take care of you there, um, Graham and Darren. And yes, we got to not only uh, be invited to that thing as honored guests, so we just um, needed to show up and and we were well, well enjoyed there and it was amazing. Um, but we got to hang out with all these cool fucking people that we love, like absolutely love. Like David Warner Matheson adored him forever. He's the reason that we went and... He was like, you better bring your guitar. And he brought his didgeridoo. We did breath exercises. We had cold plunges. Uh, we did cold plunge. My wife and I did one. And um, then we uh, just had the most incredible fucking time. All the people that went, there were like 40 people there. Uh, even Oliver um, and Tori, the dudes that were there helping and cooking and stuff, just lifelong friends. I mean, I still talk to some of those folks. And everything was just amazing. Just hiking, um, more weed than you could ever believe, you know, yes. in your life. And it was amazing like everything about it it was just such a transcendental experience Ksenia Moore flew in from Australia who I've adored forever and she just happened to be going to this thing Brandon Powell was there it was wild so you did not partake in the uh the cold uh swim we did the first one yeah so you did the plunge but did you did the, do the swim where they swim the river no the river was too high and so because of snow melt and there was even the narrows were closed off in zion that year so we didn't even get to do the narrows which would have been basically like a mini hole plunge because you go up to your knees and water the whole oh, time basically the whole time canyons. yeah it was too much rapids yeah and then the next day uh when everybody else was doing the cold plunges we went out and scouted zion actually for the same reason um and bryce canyon we had to go look at those two locations to make sure they weren't snowed out or any of the trails weren't closed so ksenia david my wife and i uh took the car out and we drove up there, which was awesome. So we did that instead of the second day cold plunge and third day, we just opted out of it. Uh, wife and I got a attaboy Texas from Darren Grimes, who's a Canadian. And we thought that that was good enough for a couple of Texans. We stayed in the entire three minutes, actually longer. We went under, we plunged, we did the whole damn thing. So we, we partook. Um, and then that was enough. You got two people to impress in this fucking life. Your five-year-old you and your 85 year old you. And both of them were very proud of us. That's awesome, brother. So I, I'm curious because lately I've been doing this thing where I turn the water as cold as it can get at the end of my shower mm -hmm. and I let it hit the center of my chest before I get out of the shower. And when I first started doing it, man, it took me like two months yeah, and sucks. I did it like three or four times. And I'm yeah. like, 
fuck this, fuck this, why am I, fuck this, why am I doing this? But now it's to the point where it's so refreshing, and maybe it's because it's like full on summer. I don't know. Yeah, it could be some of it, but really, what this is is it's just reclaiming your you. Really, really, it's it's a mindful practice in itself, and so even the trip to. Utah was amazing. And so you mentioned Arizona as well. And yes, my wife and I live in Texas, but we're road trip people. And so even though a lot of folks would have fly, flown in or something like that, we drove. It's 17 and a half hours to get there. We took way longer because we stop and we do a bunch of cool shit on the way. And we love the road trips and stuff like that. So in that whole thing, the cold plunges, the breath work that we did, that was fucking psychedelic, dude. Brandon Powell was sitting there. Um, it was... Uh, David Warner Matheson on his djembe. Brandon Powell was on or on the djembe. David Warner Matheson on his didgeridoo. And he did, led us through these breathing exercises every morning. And dude, that was some... I've never like... Uh, I've had an out-of-body experience really where I was like bilocating, but it was DMT and that was in uh, March. But this felt like something inside me was like rocking. Like my spirit wanted to get out. That very last day on the last hold, because you're holding your breath for like two minutes. By the time you're done with this, at a 60% exhale. So you're exhaling and then holding, like with a CO2 blow off. And so it was transcendental, dude. I mean, I'm you're talking to yourself. You don't want to, you know, your mind plays a lot of tricks on you. But that's the whole point of the exercise. You don't, you don't like look at death. You dance with it. You say, fuck yeah, I can just be unplugged from this anytime. Let's go. But you sit in that water long enough, that's why you freak out. That's it's a mental thing. You're not supposed to want to be in there, but overcoming that is the fucking exercise. That's the whole point. It's calming that inner bitch, as Brandon says. That's fucking dope. And I have a question for you uh, to follow up because I recently had Amanda Ray on, who I know you Shout know. Out. She is dope as fuck. She's yeah. one of the coolest women that I've ever met in my life. Truth. And then uh, this morning, I just put out an episode with a guy from Canada, and his name is Fonz Dot. And he was talking about breath work. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Are you familiar with Amanda Ray? And he said, yeah, I know her from Instagram and TikTok. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, yeah, that's her. And I was like, I just had her on. And she showed a step-by-step breath work that you can do, which will actually induce a DMT-like experience. And she described it as like not full on, like I'm hit with DMT and like talking to the gnomes and stuff. But like when you're coming off of DMT, it gives you that same feeling. And he was like, brother, I have certain breathwork techniques that will take you to that full DMT experience. Yeah. If you can really get to that CO2 blow off in the rhythm and hold the entire time and really be aware that you can, even though your mind's going to or your body's going to be like, oh, take a breath, take a breath, just relax. Like you absolutely can. And that first victory over that is so addicting. Not only that, but the feeling. And the way that I describe the breath work, because I've been a psychonaut for well over 20 years, so I've been in it. You know, I, I enjoy that altered states and whatnot. And this is a psychedelic state in itself, but it's parabolic in my experience. So the way that I would describe it is I was, I came in and out, you know what I mean? Like I would be very fucking gone and then I'd be back and then very like here, but the little days and then you go back in and then you blow off again and then you hold mine was in the second, the recovery breath. So usually they'll do like a, you exhale 60% after a certain period of breathing as much as you can, whatever Then you exhale 60%, you hold. And if you need to take a breath, you take a quick, like a quick little in dude, that was my like, third fifth hit of dmt that's what sent me over the edge was a little and dude that 
you just whoa. And, and you hold that. So once you get there, that's when it started, man, and fades. And it was crazy. And, and then you hold oh, that, man. motherfucker, as I, long as you can. I need to learn this technique. So, so next, next, month, next month, Amanda is having one of her retreats. And I am doing my damnedest to get out there. Broke and, it up? Oh, I'm, I'm going to. I already told my boss I need to take the time off of work. And I don't have a plane ticket yet, but she was like, just get a plane ticket and I'll take yeah. care of the rest of the accommodations. And I'm Bro, like, okay, go. yes, I'm going. Just book it now. They only get more expensive later. Book it now because then you know you'll go. And then plan on the resistance, the things that pop up that tell you you can't go and the things that you will believe that you can't go because of. Tell them all to fuck off. It's just the resistance. It's how this place works. Tell them all to fuck off. It's, it's Yeah, they're, they're going to have to fuck off because it's, it's by far time that... I've faced, and like, this is going to be a Michael Jackson quote, um, but damn, was he right? Like it starts with the man in the mirror (laughs) and I need to be able to face the things that I've put on shelves that I'm not even aware of uh, these shelves that I put all this stuff on and I need to open up these shelves and I need to dig through all this fucking baggage and be able to get rid of this shit that I've been carrying that holds so much weight that I don't even know that I'm taking with me. You'll and it's honestly, gonna hurt. it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you right there. You're already giving yourself a coloring book and coloring it in for you. It might Ooh, hurt. Okay. It might hurt. It might whatever, but I'm going to go ahead and manage I'm willing to accept that because I know the outcome of it is going to be way better than what I have to go through. And I'm actually open to the fact that I'm going to face things that I'm not willing to face. And that is kind of why I am going into this is because I want to open up those doors. I want to open up those closet uh, fucking secret hideaways that I've had in my mental so that I can actually finally face these things and, and come to terms with them or at least know that they're there so that I can work on them. Yeah, give a big hug. It's part of you. It helped you survive. It got you here. It was doing the best it could with the information that it had at the time. No judgment because you're going to go into this better. You know, you're you're here knowing this information now and so you're going into it from a place of all of this awareness, man, with a safe place, like going to do it with Amanda. I mean, like you couldn't have picked a more less resistance filled environment in which to undertake what you may have previously thought was huge, but isn't. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. Just shake your dick at it and tell it to fuck off. dude. I'm telling you, it is that easy. And, and you'll get so much confidence in doing it this way. Because again, the the pains, the, the little tantrums I'm throwing outside, I know what those are. That's blow off of energy, man. That's this fuck this shit that's the things that can't go with you and so let them happen man feel the motherfuckers you know well, let me let ask run through you get rid a of question it. when i when i said when you felt like you were you, when you were in that moment like fuck this and everything yeah. right and i said what reeled you back in you said thought ninja yeah but the word change trig- honestly what triggered thought ninja he comes up whenever it gets so this is a great question by the way because there's a threshold past where thought ninja was okay right i went well past where thought ninja should have been chopping thoughts like crazy and helping me but that wouldn't have been helping me there was a time about two months ago this first iteration that really kicked off this i believe that was the first thing and that was the echo from it and so the first thing was is there was there was a part of me 
that was like 8% of part of me, right? And I had healed everybody else. Everybody else we had conversations with, everything was fucking great. We're all moving in the same direction. Every now and then this motherfucker would sit down and have a tantrum and he would pout and he would not be okay with the program and, and moving forward because it was safe where he was and he didn't have any reason to feel that it wasn't. And I couldn't give him any reason other than you got to trust me. And he wasn't okay with that. And after years, dude, of sitting with this guy and going, it's going to be okay, and him halting the momentum of the rest of the 90% of us, I told him to fuck right off. I looked at that little part of myself and said, get your fucking ass up or we're leaving you here. And that was it. And it wasn't about me literally cutting myself off and leaving myself. It was the declaration that there was a part of me that was negligible. And then I could drag along with me kicking and screaming. And I was fine with it. And I was no longer going to stop everything to listen to the motherfucker pouting. And when that happened, you know what he did? He didn't pout anymore. You know what he did? He stood up. He clapped and he for me. he pulled out his fucking sword. No, he stood up. He clapped for me. And he said, now we can go. Finally. You finally get it. It's not an exercise in fuck you. It's an exercise in please understand this so we can move on. That's all Ooh. it is. Please Ooh, understand like this that. so we can move on. And in any way that your higher self needs to stop you to get your attention, it will. And so this is why I'm out of the fucking game of the politics. I'm out of the game of the bullshit. There's plenty of action and plenty of work to be done right here because this, your mind for the audio-only audience, is the only thing that matters. This is the war really going on until you decide that it's not a war. Now this is a beautiful garden of my tending, and I don't need to do a lot of work anymore. There are absolute challenges, and there are fucking times where I'm screaming in the backyard, but Thought Ninja needs to let those through so I can experience it. If he caught all the things, because this is his job. Whenever I announce level up, you put that shit down and you sit back. And whatever pops in, Thought Ninja, that's what I need to experience. But I have the hubris and the resolve not to let it fucking tank me. To know in the moment, even in the tears, even in the screaming, I know this too shall pass. I'll get over this. I know it's a test. Show me what it is. And through a lot of show me what it is, I was shown what it is. And it changed my, my last- fucking life, dude. My last question for you, brother, is how do you know when it is time to say level up? Because a lot of us get really comfortable and stagnant and just staying where we are. It's comfortable. And so when do you know when it is time and you're like, okay, level up? Here's where I can't empathize. I've never been comfortable in stagnancy never i am always moving i'm always doing i'm always creating i'm very aware of my energy level and that i'm a deliberate creator here and that you only get so many either depending on how you look at it depending on how you want the realm to render either spins around the sun or the sun spins around you you only get so much time here as it were and so in that time i'm not comparing myself to others i'm not looking at what other people are doing thinking why am i not or why are they it's not in my realm of possibility. So even this idea of like slowing down enough to do that, not in the scope. It's just I don't empathize with it at all. But uh, when things start to get a little, when when things start to invite me into an opportunity to be a greater, grander version of myself, I take them up on that. And I take them up on that because I'm not okay with me not changing. And I know that life is a kinetic process. So it's my love of kinetic it's my love of the kinetic process of life that allows me not to get stuck in dumb shit like that. I love it, brother. You came, you crushed. You if White Rabbit had a Mount Crush more like um 
tinfoil hat does you definitely are on that fucking mountain face so every single time you come on i level up so thank you for that and i hope that my listeners take something from this and they level up as well and if you really like what he's been talking about there is so much more where it came from so go give him a follow go ahead and scroll down right now and i i included the links so as you're listening to me say this go ahead and click on his links right there and give him a follow and give some of the his stuff a listen to you might not agree with everything that he said on this show but everything will make sense once you start to listen more and more um and and you practice the things that he talked about because i'm i'm a witness to it because when i first introduced thought ninja into my life it was amazing and things were great i allowed thought ninja to go to sleep for a while because i was overwhelmed with everything and i'm gonna be honest with you thought ninja showed up and he was like hey bro uh i've been trying to uh stop these things but they're coming and I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I'm going to take a shot. Let's bring it on. Whatever it is. Um, so he still showed up. And that's the thing. He'll show up, but he's not going to do it for you. You have to allow him to cut them out. And that's the thing. Is I, he, it's your sovereignty. But I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so fucking proud of you. Well, you know, I would just like to thank you for introducing me and gifting me with my own thought ninja and for anybody out there that wants a thought ninja it has to be gifted to you you can't just come up with it on your own so brandon everybody listening right now will you please will you please gift everybody like oprah used to gift her fucking guests with something like you get a thought ninja you get can you do something like that for the I will people? absolutely now I also want to though comment on the nomenclature that it's not a requirement that I do this I'm not an authority on this shit I'm no guru I'm no any of that I I just talk about what I'm doing and that's where I'm at but if you would like that then yes uh all uh, authority um says that you all get a thought ninja you get a thought ninja check under your chairs right now everybody check your buttholes check your thought ninja there he is <laughs> that's where he starts by the way you got to tell him to go up that is awesome. It's a chakra thing. So even though everybody has scrolled down and they're by now they are following you. And while they did that, they did give me a five star while they oh, were absolutely. doing that because that is the best way to support the show. You know, you could go to whiterabbitpodcast.com and buy some of the fire merch, but really the best way to support the show is giving us a five star because it keeps us in the algorithm. And I really appreciate you. I love all of the listeners, all of you new people. Welcome. Please keep coming back. All of my old listeners, not old, but uh, all of my well-informed listeners, welcome back again. This has been another great episode. Brandon Thomas, it's one of my favorite fucking guests. Brother, please, anything you want to leave my guests with before we head out? Yes, your guest, geriatric and not. I would like to just thank you uh, for the opportunity to come here and be myself and just to thank you and to let your audience know how special this journey that you're taking us all on is. Thank you. I appreciate that, man, so much. More than you know. And everybody, you know what time it is. Keep digging down those rabbit holes. 
I would never bend my knee to Satan. I would never sell myself for no paper. You can go ahead and call me a hater, but I'll go ahead and call you a traitor. Hey, Hollywood is getting canceled. I put God over financials. Just know that I never kill myself if they try to use me as a damn example. Hey, first Lil Nas, now Sam Smith. Satan coming for the damn kids. These rappers and singers are puppets. The second the label give them their advances, God is forgiven. We were all made in his image. That's why he told me to remix this. Every nation demoralization while we celebrating when people are sinning. Don't care if you trans. Nah. Oh, you a man who in love with a man. But if you're gonna cover your nipples with tassels and leave the kids alone and just do only fans. I just can't stand all the lies that the media pushing. These kids, they ain't standing a chance. Hollywood pushes agendas with all of these artists. I swear that they industry plans. All of these fallacies that they're preaching this way that there's no more objective reality. Go ahead, laugh at me. But I think that you worship and saying is more of a tragedy. They sold out our nation for more dough. That's why I don't watch award shows. Celebrity puppets were living in luxury. All of our business were forced closed. Allah, Jehovah, Hashem, Yahweh, you can call him whatever you do. But worship and Satan with the purpose of angering God. Well, that's just gonna make you a fool. So great, dude. Thank you again.